This is Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on a Monday morning on the back of a weekend. Oh, well, really, we go all the way back to Thursday, don't we, when we're talking about the weekend. But through Rugby League, through Boxing, through Supercars, through Rugby Union, through A-League, take your pick, the cricket. Uh, so much doing now on the boxing front. Tim's you winning yesterday, and it was a brutal end, if not a vicious end to the fight. Harrison was just hammered. Blow after blow after blow. Plenty of people saying the referee should have stepped in a little earlier. But then Tim Chu all wound up. I don't know how to take it. Look, he, it's his moment. He's had the win. Capacity crowd. Huge event on main, main event. It's one of the biggest fights ever on main event. So he can draw a crowd. Mm. But Tim Zhu then gets up and he rides the crest of a wave with uh, Ben Damon center ring. Have a listen to Tim Zhu. Any final words to, to everyone who's come out here today and who's watching around the world? Australia, you know, but the world, you know now. What's my motherfucking name? Well, <laughs> I, I, I just know. He said that about three enough. times too. Yeah, he I, did, he did. He but I was wondering it. what yeah. he meant. Yeah. He, what, what, yeah. what was he referring to? Does, does, was, there, was there this, um, you know, push in well, the media I, that no one knew who he was? or what? I, Well, I don't know. There's some people saying, well, that he's not his dad, but I, I don't think Costia doesn't. He's not called Kostya's son anymore all that often. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... He's not in his father's shadow anymore. But anyway, what happened next? You might you might, might not have seen this on main event. So when he's called that, he's done it two or three times, what's my name, mm. they played yeah. a song. This is what they played for you. Timothy, 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 <laughs> Timothy, Timothy. <laughs> T-I-M-O-T-H-Y. <laughs> Well, they played. I'm told. I'm told. I wasn't there. It's called in the football. <laughs> they put on the Timothy song. Oh, you snuck that one in, didn't you? <laughs> I just thought I would. I just, that's just a sneaky little punch. That's just me just bang, bang, bang. Timothy song in there. I don't know. Uh, who, now, who, who song we, we, we actually need the Anthony song today for Anthony Griffin, I think. Is there an Anthony song? <laughs> we need the Anthony song. No. Wow. Wow. What a weekend. Anyway, Tim's here. And to Charlie Goodsir, um, probably work on your beeps on those um, audio grabs, I think. Just, just <laughs> quiet. <laughs> we said, can you beep out? Can you beep out the main bit? And uh, I'm not sure whether that, I think that was got John Wall's areas on the beep. Yeah. <laughs> We've just finished well, our compliance meeting too. We, yeah. We'll be yeah. off air soon. Uh, Brandy, so I think drink order there. needs apologies. to... Yeah, apologies. Randy, I think drink order needs the number of Billy Slater solicitor that got him off the shoulder charge before the grand final. Can you see some similarities, says the Brisbane Eel? Uh, yes, but the... Uh, the, the, the interpretation of the shoulder charge has changed a hell of a long way since mm. the Billy Slater shoulder charge. Yep. I, when Billy Slater pulled off that shoulder charge, I said, well, that's, that's him trying to stop a try. He's got every right to do that. Yes. Now, now, now you just can't. You can't even turn sideways now. And no. uh, you're in trouble. Um, this is a good one from the uh, Western Sydney Eagle. Good to hear from you, WSE. He said, boys, what a day of sport yesterday. I was flicking between V8s, boxing, NRL, then the cricket. I think my remote control needs replacing it. Cop the thrashing. How many sports did you watch? We, we throw it out to all of you listening now. How many different sports did you catch a glimpse of from the weekend just gone by? Because you, you're taking a bit of the golf. You might have got up early, watched a bit of Super League. You've watched your NRL. You took in a little bit of the A-League. You've got the cricket happening. The boxing's there. Supercars. <laughs> How much can you fit into one weekend? How good is sport? Mm. And, and okay. as someone said a PB on the weekend, 
watching all the different sports that they want in? Do, do, do they stay up late well, and watch well, a bit that, of that includes Six Nations Super Rugby, rugby as well? and A-League too. Yeah. Super Rugby and A-League. Mm. So so there's big clash, big A-League clash on this weekend. We've got a big, big local derby. It's a Sydney derby, isn't it? Western Sydney well, Wanderers we, and the well, well, it Sydney is, FC. But it's... But we need two Sydney clubs to play each other because from the weekend, no Sydney club won a game. So at least if they play Ooh. each other, there's a chance of getting a win. Might be a draw, of course. Right. Yeah, it wasn't uh, all that uh, good. Text here from Aaron. Morning, uh, VBs. Wow, what a weekend of footy. Had it all. Two questions. You can answer these, Brandy. What has happened to the penalty try? Hudson Young, Sinbin against the Dolphins. Oh, my God, it was foul play. Could a try have been scored? He was the only reason why a try was not scored. Well, no, the penalty try still exists. We do, we do have penalty yeah. Um, tries, uh, and yep. it is always very much in their thinking. So I don't think it's disappeared, Brandy, has it? Uh, no, it hasn't disappeared. But what he's no. saying is, shouldn't have, shouldn't a penalty try been awarded then for Hudson Young being offside? There was there was no foul play. Mm. It was just Hudson Young no. couldn't get back to Marker quick enough to play the ball. Yeah. And was it Hammer? Was it the Hammer who jumped out of dummy half? And you know, bar. Hudson Young being there, I, I guess he says he scores a try. So it, that could have been a penalty try. They kicked the penalty. Yeah. They kicked the penalty to, to go two points. Um, might have levelled up or to go in front. But uh, yeah, that that was a situation where you could have awarded a penalty try. Uh, and can the Eels apply to the NRL to have uh, a dollar replace the logo on the ball? Perhaps in their halves may respect the damn thing. Seriously, Dylan Brown's defensive decisions. It's like watching Vossi driving the Tigers bus, bus down Death Road. Aaron. Wow. Well, it's a rickshaw. It's a rickshaw being pulled along yeah. by an ox. Or a mm. team of oxen, the rickshaw. Um, this one, J- J- Jeremy's going to put in a, an early uh, count. The sports he watched. I was watching the UFC, boxing, NRL, NBL and Cornhusk throwing. So JS has had a, has had a weekend out. Obviously a bachelor weekend just on his own, watching the husk throwing. Okay. I, I was I was I was footy obviously league cricket boxing. That's that's all I had time for. Yeah. I caught supercars threw in a bit of supercars in yesterday as yeah, well. I, list, I listened to a bit of the supercars in the car driving back from one of the games. Yeah. By the way, just out of the Super League, the Castleford Castleford Tigers are zero as well. Bottom of the table. And the West Tigers, bottom of the table. There's a Who's going to win first out of the two uh, Tigers teams? 11 minutes after seven. Keep the text coming on the Edgewater Homes uh, text line. Edgewater Homes have come on board, which is fantastic here at SEN. Uh, Edgewater completed homes are now selling in Catherine Parker State. Edgewaterhomes.com.au. But right now, David Riccio with a fair bit of big news to cover. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Dave, again... The rugby, the weekend of rugby league has thrown up so many storylines, and the footy was great again. The footy, footy was fantastic. Yeah, certainly was, guys. Good morning, Bossy. Good morning, Brandy. Say my name, boys. Say my name. Yeah. Uh, it look, the it was a, a fantastic weekend of of of, of contest of, of contest because uh, we don't we didn't see this coming from the Dolphins, did we? Uh, you know, and certainly yesterday's game. I mean, it had everything. Vossi, you called it. It was incredible. Um, did you not put it in your top 10 bravest performances of all time by the Newcastle Knights? Is that correct? Oh, yeah, and, and probably now in review it's five, but Brandy makes a good point. You do have to keep it in context of the opposition, the Tigers. Mm. It was one of the most yep. 
frustratingly poor attacking performances I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Well, well, that's a good point because if it's if it's one of the bravest and best performances by a Newcastle Knights side, is it then the worst performance by a West Tigers side? Well, because they, they, they had some pr- they, they had some ordinary ones they last had year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cl- close, Cl- close. You know, but I, when, I, I think frustrating football, sums it up. I, I think Vossi's yeah. uh, summation of it frustrating. Like, boy, yeah, they, they had they made yeah. seventeen errors, but and a lot of those yeah. were with the ball on the attack with a chance to score. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, obviously um, the Knights are in a bit the, of trouble. The, yeah, look, Brandy, obviously the, the main concern now is Caelan Ponga and his health, uh, both in the interim, but also from a, a rugby league point of view, his career. Now, this, this uh, I hate to play captain hindsight, but this was the major concern of Caelan defending in the front line at 5'8". And with his history of concussion... It, it it was obviously obviously he's done a lot of the training loads etc and preparation through three months of a preseason in readiness to have the physicality to handle the front line defending. Uh, Adam O'Brien, the Newcastle Knights coach, made the point that he watched Kalen attempt that type type of tackle that he performed yesterday that he suffered the concussion with hundreds of times during the preseason. Um, Whatever the case, this is a serious concern now for Kalen Ponga. We know it. Uh, it's his fourth concussion, guys, in the past 10 months. We were only talking about Victor Radley last week having four concussions in two years. Now, Kalen's got four four concussions in 10 months. I think he's, he will have an extended period on the sidelines. I don't think the Knights have any other choice. I think the spotlight on concussion and also, obviously, Kalen's health has to have him on the sideline for an extended period. Well, what, what, what we will be dictated, and it's, it's all well and good for us to say that, he'll be dictated, mm. as will Newcastle, by the doctors. That, that's, and that's end yes. of story. Whether he has two weeks uh, off or six, week, six weeks, we, we don't know that. We can speculate, yeah. but oh, it doesn't ab- mean anything. Our speculation no, ab- means nothing. Absolutely, Brandy. Yeah. Absolutely, Brandy. I agree with you. They will follow, they will do everything by the book as far as the medical process is concerned. But, but I would have thought, clubs, okay, well then, clubs are because, now, are now because we're all having our 10 cents worth, I'm saying there would yeah. be no science that would support anything here on Caelan Ponga because he has just had seven months off to have consecutive yeah. weeks of concussions. He's had seven yeah. months away from the game, from when he was stood down last year into the mm. off-season. So yeah. what would be, you know, what could they come up with? I mean, there's, no, there's nothing sure here at all that says Caelan Ponga yeah. will not get concussed the next game he plays. But but that's that's why, and, and again, I believe, yeah, they'll follow the medical process, but then they'll put this extra layer, which clubs are doing now, guys, and it's perception. It's, it's, a, it's a perception by clubs that we're doing everything possible, so we're going to sit him down anyway. You understand what I'm okay. saying? They, they, yep. they want yep. to send a message that, okay, we're going over and above the medical diagnosis, we are actually going to sit him down anyway. And that's that's where I believe the Knights will go. Uh, it, David, it, I, I mean, it's not, yep. aside from no, that, Randy, yeah. I was just going to say quickly, they, they, mm. they've, got, they've got a massive issue here, the Newcastle Knights. I've listed 10 players unavailable for next week. 10. So in their top 30, they've only got 20 players left that are fit 
and available for sele selection. They will need to go to the NRL for exemption, special exemption, uh, to at least name a squad on Teamless Tuesday. There's a yep. stack. Oh, Kalen leads the list, but there's 10 players. Adam Elliott, Tyson Frizzell, Jack Johns, Simi Siagi, Jaden Braley, Kurt Mann, all out, unavailable. It's going to be a huge week for the Newcastle Knights as far as finding fit and healthy players. Mm, they take the dol take on the Dolphins. Uh, now, the Brisbane Earl said, uh, can David share what happened between Hastings and Tommy Talau after the game? And it was after an interview that was conducted with Jackson Hastings. He wandered over to Tommy Talau. Uh, do yeah. they have history, David? Well, not that I'm aware of. I'm not aware of any history between Hastings and Talau. They were clearly teammates last year. Talau spent the majority of the uh, last year, you know, in the rehab group. Uh, but, you know, Jackson, Jackson's gone over to Tommy to uh, allegedly apologise for, for clipping him in the head yesterday, of which broke Tommy Talau's nose. Tommy Talau now has a broken nose as a result of Jackson's high shot. It'll be interesting to see how the match review committee see this uh, when the charge sheet comes out this morning. Uh, but ultimately, guys, uh, Tommy didn't like the the, uh, the apology. Didn't didn't want the apology from Jackson Hastings. Wanted none of it. Uh, having then spent the rest of the match on the sideline, David Clemmer then comes and intervenes. Uh, Clemmer not short of a fuse, uh, and certainly tells Jackson where to go. So. Look, it's just it's part of the increasing animosity uh, that, that, that the Tigers and Jackson Hastings have between each other. Now, one of the big stories out of the weekend that certainly got us talking, we're not just talking one extra team in the NRL. Are we seriously thinking we could get back to 20, which was the 1995 mm. model when we introduced... All those sides, the Crushers and the, and the Cowboys and the Reds, um, 1995, yeah. we did get to 20 teams. Are we really talking about getting back to 20 or is it just 18 is the limit and then 20, who knows when down the track? What do you know? Yeah, yeah. look, certainly there's a push. Uh, uh, it's coming from Roosters Supremo Nick Politis, uh, who has actually gone on the record about what he believes. And we know that Nick has been in the game and, and, and understands the game better than most. He's been in the game for so long and, and one of the, the game's best administrators within Clubland. But looking at the, the whole of Pi, uh, believes that the game should expand uh, nationally and also to 20 teams. I think it's 15 to 20 years away, guys, the, the 20 team. I know internally there is a push to, to make it certainly a Pacifica team, a Pacifica team, uh, get to 18 teams sooner rather than later, potentially by 2025, guys. Now, if that is to happen... So Pacifica, that, that just, just, if, just David, just, just so I... Pacifica's not PNG. Pacifica's like Samoa and Tonga and... That's right. And Fiji. Yeah, with, with the... That's right. With Bass, but Brandy, not necessarily based in one of those locations. Playing games in each of those locations, but based out of Cairns or uh, uh, in Australia. So more of a more of a, uh, a satellite team as far as Pacifica is concerned. But my understanding is there is a genuine push for that to eventuate by 2025. Now, guys, as we've seen with the Dolphins, there was much criticism around the lead-in time that the Dolphins got to recruit, build their club, very short time. Uh, I argue that they should have got at least two years. Well, we're at that point in time. If the NRL 
want to bring in a Pacifica team right now. So if it, if it is to happen, it has to happen quickly. Guys, I hate to be cynical, but 20 teams seems a stretch for me. Um, I, I look at the, the development within the within the uh, country rugby league area, the die, dying of rugby league in the bush, the overtaking of the AFL posts everywhere you turn in the bush, and certainly junior junior league numbers. We saw we saw the junior league backflip on on uh, an original tackling technique that they wanted to introduce. Uh, turning it into tag because they they knew that the junior rugby league numbers would decline on the back of it, taking away what is essentially rugby league a tackle and contact sports. So, uh, look, 20 teams seems a stretch for me. Uh, all four 18, but 20 a little too far. Yeah, uh, just on the Gold point, Coast, Tanner be... Boyd. Mm, no, go on. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll chat that in a minute, Vossi. Just uh, before Dave goes, uh, Tanner Boyd mm. hooked last night after yeah. putting a couple of kicks out on the full and. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, I thought watching him through the trials, I thought, well, he, he's going to be. A, I think he's a better option than Toby Sexton, but I don't know what that means mm-hmm. for Tanner Boyd now, getting uh, getting replaced last night. Yeah, look, Brandy, you know, in all the the uh, you know the excitement of Dragons fans getting off the, the, on the board for the first time this season, we we've overlooked the fact that the Titans' starting halfback was hooked. Uh, late in the game, now he's, he had he had a poor night kicking game. Is it, uh, that's for certain. But where does it turn? What does it? Look? That's a that's an important decision. We we saw it with South Sydney, Jason Demetrio with Lachlan Elias early last year. Where does it leave Titans coach Justin Holbrook? Does he actually, uh, you know, teach Tanner Boyd a lesson by taking him from the field and then backing him this week, or does he actually? go the whole hook and, and, and not play Tanner Boyd this week. As you said, Randy, Toby Sexton is an option. The other one that confused me from the Titans was how late Jaden Campbell got onto the field. It was like 16 minutes left in the match and they were trailing by 14. Uh, Jaden Campbell's a good player, but I don't think I think it's a little bit too much pressure to expect that he would turn that scoreboard around. They do have Jaden Campbell as an option, as you said, Toby Sexton, but it was it's a big call. Uh, by Justin Holbrook in round two to hook his halfback. So I look forward to seeing how this unfolds as far as the Titans are concerned. So many stories out of the weekend, and we can keep following all the stories on the Telegraph website. Uh, good report, David, um, and talk to you later in the week. Hey, thanks, boys. Go well. Thanks, David Dave. Richard, I'll pick up a point that he, he raised about um, bush footy as well from Armidale. I'll give that later in the show. Some real concerns out there. Um, that that rugby league is losing the hearts and minds in what was once a, a strong rugby league region. 23 and a half minutes after seven. Oh, just watching Cam Davis come up the 11th, Vossi, and uh, he's just put his uh, second shot into the water. Scotty Scheffler has a four-shot lead. Tyrrell Hatton's in the clubhouse after shooting a 65. He's 12 under the card. Scheffler's, Scheffler's birdied eight, nine, and 10. Three holes in a row to have a four-shot lead. Cam Davis is in trouble coming down 11. Minwoo Lee is just about to tee off uh, at 11. He's at 10 under the card. Well, that's not not how we were hoping things would pan out. It's still going to be a, a pretty good finish for both, but I, you'd have to think uh, victory now might be a little bit beyond them. Uh, make it look easy with Sportsbet. Same race, multi. This autumn racing conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet is on. And Brandy runs the uh, the football desk. 
uh, each morning, Nick, as you're mm. aware, and we play the music. But um, mm. he has asked me if I could ask you for an EPL market. I don't know why he wouldn't ask it directly, but here I am asking you. An EPL market. <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's always good to delegate on a Monday morning. Uh, morning, boys. Uh, Arsenal uh, into a dollar sixty-seven now. Outright favourites. You might remember when we spoke about this two or three weeks ago. It was sort of a, a little tip for tat in terms of who held the market share with Man City uh, hot on their tails, and at one point they were even the favourites. But because of their three-nil drumming of uh, Fulham in the early hours of this morning, Arsenal are now on sixty-six points and five points clear of Man City and. Yeah, I reckon they'll be tough to run down from here, guys. They're playing some pretty good football. And even though Man City's a top team and in some minds would be more highly regarded than Arsenal in terms of the players they put on the pitch, Arsenal just seem to be gelling very well as a unit at present. Yep, and five points clear. You're right, Nick. Um, now, we've mm. had our little say on the uh, on the fourth test. Uh, my last $10 <laughs> is going on a draw. What's the market saying? <laughs> Well, you'll get $11.60 back there, Brandy, because the draw's paying $1.16 at present. Of course, it's stumps at the moment. They will resume play later today, our time. Australia are none for three in the second innings. Uh, they're 88 runs behind after India posted 571 versus our 480 in the first innings. And given that it's uh, day five, it would you would think that the draw's the most likely outcome. Certainly, that's how the market's got it. And probably the only thing that can happen outside of a draw is an Australian batting collapse. And if you uh, are unpatriotic and think that that's going to happen, well, uh, you can get $5 about India uh, nailing the Aussies on the final day. Okay, Australia Kira at Mars. 200 to 1, by the way. Australia at 200 to 1. Yeah, no chance. Uh, Kira Mars sneaks <laughs> a filly into the Golden Slipper. Yeah, still City gets up on Saturday. So for those that aren't massive racing nuts, the Golden Slip is the world's richest two-yard race. It'll be run at Rose Hill this Saturday. That's March 18. Uh, and last Saturday, we had the Pago Pago Stakes and the Magic Knight Stakes, one for the boys, one for the girls. It's the last chance to qualify for the big one. Still City took out the Magic Knight about half a second faster than the boys. So she'll go in as the uh, the top seed out of those two races, if you like. And she's She's into $7, guys. We did bet $61 when markets went up. She was terribly unlucky in the Blue Diamond Stakes behind Little Bros. She should have finished a lot closer. She's atoned on Saturday. And we know how good the uh, Ma Eustace camp are with these two-year-olds. Cylinder's still your favourite at three fifty. He went up $51 when markets went up. So be some happy punters if he can get the cash on Saturday. But three fifty for him, four sixty learning to fly the filly. Red Resistance shares the $7 line. And the third line, that is, with Steel City Boys. And plenty of markets up on Sportsbet this Saturday at Rose Hill. We've got five Group 1s outside of the uh, Golden Slipper. You've got the George Ryder, the Ramvert, the Galaxy, and the Rose Hill Guineas, which is the Ooh. traditional derby lead-up. Fantastic day of racing. Good on you, Nick. Thanks for that, mate. Mm. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Make it Sports look easy bets. with Sportsbet. Same race multi this autumn. Racing conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Let's go to the news. Spoon. Oh, Spoon Market's got to come up tomorrow. You can ask that on my behalf okay. if you could. <laughs> spoon right Market's in we'll, the we'll get, a, we'll get a Spoon update tomorrow. Vanessa, thank you. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Now, the Players' Championship is on. We've been chatting it this morning and uh, joining us to uh, talk a little bit more about the Players' Championship is Luke Elvey, golf broadcaster, mate of ours, old Fox Sports boy, and he joins us on the line. G'day, Luke. Hello, Brandy. Hello, Foxy. Good to chat to you guys. It's been a while. Uh, it has, mate. Um, fascinating viewing. Uh, Minwoo Lee sitting 
one shot off the lead coming into the final round. Cam Davis had a good finish to his uh, to to round three as well at ten under the card. Uh, tough going, and Scotty Scheffler, wow, he's just proving to be too good. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's another level, Scheffler. Um, obviously, hugely exciting for the Aussie boys, and I'll talk about him in a second. But Scotty Scheffler was uh, a prodigious young player, much like Min Wu was. He won the US Junior a decade ago, and it took him a, 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 a couple of years to really settle in the pro ranks. But once he did, uh, he finally got comfortable, and he got his first victory 13 months ago. But if he wins today, he'll have won a major a Players' Championship, and four other times. It's been an astounding 13, 14 months of gold from the Texan. He really is just a, a brilliant all-round player that doesn't really have a weakness. He doesn't have anything that looks world-class, but of course it is, but he doesn't have a weakness, and that's what makes him so good. That's extraordinary. So he's only been winning for 13 months. He seems like he's been around a lot longer than that. I, I guess that's the... <laughs> That's the impact that he has made. Just watching Min Wu uh, off the 11th, and he dragged his tee shot. Mm. It, well, he, it, it wasn't a snap hook, but it wasn't far off it, and he's just had to knock the ball out from, uh, from in the tree. So uh, what would a good finish uh, for Min Wu do? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's everything, really. And the fact that he's even in this uh, tournament's incredible. He, he, had to, he shot a 66 in the final round of the Honda Classic to sneak inside the top 50 at the cutoff time, on the number. In fact, they said it was one-eighth of a shot was the difference between him getting into this player's championship or not. But he's gone and taken the, you know, the, the opportunity and just run with it. Uh, obviously, he won't get the win today, but anything inside the top five is enormous, not just because besides the paycheck, but it'll get him a lot of points uh, for his special temporary membership because he's not a member of the PGA Tour. He's a member of the DP World Tour. And if he has a high enough finish here, He'll get himself special temporary membership, which will then guarantee him some starts in future tournaments coming up. We obviously got the major season beginning. It really is a life-changing week for him on the big stage to be able to now push forward and become a full-time star in the United States, which really in the game of golf, it seems you have to be. Yeah, I think it's top four finish for him, 24 years of age. And um, I, I noticed today he's, he used a two iron off the tee a couple of times. Just just puts out there about, what, 295 yards? That's pretty handy. <laughs> that's not bad, is it's it, a two iron. Like a two iron. Yeah. Like that's in yeah. the back well, net at the driving range yeah. with his two iron. Mate, he, oh. he said Tiger inspired that. He loves the stinger that Tiger used to hit, and it's a weapon. He used it on 18 last night as well under pressure. Look, Min Woo is one of the longest players in the game. Uh, he has got a ton of moxie. Um, I, I joked today, I said, it's a bit tough when you're a top 50 player in the world, but you're not even the best player in your family. But Min, <laughs> Min Ji Lee, um, she's been brilliant uh, for the last, let's say, five, six years in the women's game. Two-time major winner, world number two. But she said the one thing that separates her from her brother is he's got serious moxie. He loves the bright lights. He loves the big stage. He lives for these moments. And look, his best performances on US soil, they've been the masters the U.S. Open, and obviously now the players. So the bigger the stage, the better he gets. And But we shouldn't you know, gloss past what Cam Davis has done this week as well. He had that huge uh, finish at the end of last year with um, you know, playing in the Presidents' Cup and doing so well alongside Scotty. Uh, and, and he's already got a win on U.S. soil uh, last year. But this is an, another step up as well. So it's just great to see some Australians putting their you know, name up in lights. We had Louis Dobler, well, who's a bright young talent. You know, it's all happening, yeah. right? There's so much good stuff going on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Harrison Endicott, who missed the cut in this, but got a right. start in this, which was which was fantastic. You know, he's he's on his in his uh, rookie PGA year. Um, yeah, Australian golf's good. So even though we lost Cam Smith to Live Golf and Mark Leishman, where we don't get to watch them, uh, there's still plenty of Aussies doing some great things. Minwoo Lee, just on this hole, Luke. I'll, He's still in the trees. I, th- I think he's hitting his oh. third out of the trees. So uh, he, he triple bogeyed the fourth. Uh, this one might yeah, be... Yeah, that a... was the turning point for him. Yeah. yeah. But look, you know, it, it, regardless of... It, 11's a par 5, 12's a scoring hole. He'll have a few more chances to make birdie down the stretch. But regardless, a top 5 finish, even a top 10 finish, it's a phenomenal week. But what he has done is he announced himself to America a lot more with this performance. Uh, they're all going gangbusters for him over here at the moment. They see his characteristics. They see his shot making, like Bossy was alluding to, you know, pumping a two iron, two ninety. These things excite the viewer, and they'll go for him as hard as they have for the Cam Smiths of the world. So no, it's, it's exciting time for Australian golf, mate. Everything just keeps rolling, and as I said, now that the majors are about to start again, your Cam Smiths come back into the fore. Jason Day's playing better mm. again. Obviously, yep. Minwoo, Cam Davis, Lucas Herbert. The the tide just keeps rolling, right? And it's exciting. Yeah, Minwoo Lee, by the way, he, his tip to the stinger was actually tees it up high, which is, it totally goes against everything you think of because he hits down on it, which is just anyway, that's for the yeah. golf fans if they want to go and try and do 295 <laughs> yards, yeah. put yourself to the challenge. Uh, Luke, you live the dream yeah. over there, mate. You do very well. Um, and, and thank you for coming on the program. You're one of our go-tos for golf. Thank you, Vossi. Thank you, Brandy. Love it to chat, boys. And I'm enjoying having rugby league back. I tell you, I need a bit of Australiana every time over here, so it's been good to watch. Although I'd love it if my Tigers could get something going and start winning. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did know you're a Tigers so fan, Luke. We, we, oh, we, we might have got you on this morning. Start, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thoughts win them all, press. fellas. I can't win them all. <laughs> good <laughs> to talk, mate. You might good not win any. All right, boys. 18, 18 and a half minutes to eight. Brandy will stay all over the golf desk and the football desk for the remainder of the show. Reminder, Cameron Smith comes up between eight and nine. Get your questions ready for the GOAT, not Cameron Smith, the golfer. Cameron Smith, the Rugby League GOAT. You can send them through on the text 0457736736, sponsored by Edgewood Homes. Uh, this one, Vossi from the Kiama Butcher says, I just sold five kilograms of snags to Anthony Griffin. Something big is going on today <laughs> down here. Ah, giddy up the dragons when you win. Rub it in. For Anytime Fitness, make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. Michelle Bishop, uh, Roosters approaching their Adam Reynolds moment as what has been, the way it's been written, the Tedesco, Swali'i. What do you got on this? Yeah, so Tedesco, Tedesco, seven seasons for the Tricolours, obviously a veteran, their captain in this case, the Australian captain in his health well, Blue's captain being forced to make way for a young gun um, in Swali'i, 19 years of age, money being thrown at him from, um, obviously from rugby union and all other clubs. It has set up an awkward situation for the Roosters. They're both coming off contract at the end of 2024. Both want to play fullback. Now, at the weekend, the Roosters win over the Warriors. Teddy's running meters, 186 in 18 runs. A line broke assist, a try assist, and a try saving tackle could also have had a try. 
Swali, he wouldn't be outdone. Game high, 232 metres and 17 runs. Two line breaks, a try assist to Sam Walker, which could have been a try assist to James Tedesco. And it's this one, a play at the weekend, which has drawn, um, I guess, a bit of criticism, a bit of attention. He nearly bombed a try. He had Tedesco perfectly placed on the inside. He opted to back himself, was eventually forced to pass the ball, and he passed it to Sam Walker, who obviously scored. Now, Trent Robertson talked about Swali here and the fact he still has more to learn, has to be better. Um, this was in the aftermatch press. Let's take a listen. I also think he can do better. You know, I think he's, um, you know, he's not um, here to be sort of the young kid developing anymore. He's the the one. He's here to nail his role and nail it well and execute well. And um, and so I thought he got himself into positions to do that better this week. And now it's time to execute. It's time to nail the big moments. Mm. I thought so he was very good, even, even though he, even yeah. though there was moments in that game and he should have passed the, the ball to Tedesco, but they, they scored the try anyway. But I thought, other than that, he was, he was pretty good. He was great. A really tough call, though, on their hands. And, and when, whilst the, you know, this plays out, the rumours will continue. We keep hearing Tedesco back to the, uh, the West Tigers at some stage, but still a long way to play mm. out. Yeah, I'm sure Teddy's looking at that, eyeing that off like with glee. Not. Yes, get me to the Tigers. Yes, uh, NBL tough, Championship tough heading to Game Five after the Breakers uh, beat the Kings eighty to seventy in Game Four over there in New Zealand. Michelle, um, big yeah, day on guys. Wednesday. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, the Superdome in Sydney. It is winner takes all. The five match series now locked at two apiece, as, as I've just said. Jarrell Brantley was um, absolutely unstoppable for the Breakers with 23 points. Just under 10,000 fans watched on. And as I said, there were fireworks um, on and off the court. Uh, the, the aftermatch pressure with the Kings coach, uh, Chase Buford, he was absolutely fuming. He stormed out of the pressure, didn't stay in there, alleging home crowd favouritism from officials. So a bit of background on this guy, this one, guys. The Breakers made it known after Game 3 that they had lost the foul count and shot uh, power. They uh, free throws. They had, sorry, they had more for, less free flows than the Kings in each of their previous playoff contests. And Buford believes that that actually influenced the whistle and the way things panned out in that last game. He said that they, they were allowed to, to get away with the stuff that they weren't allowed to in the first few games. He said we were playing five on eight effectively. So it all comes down to Wednesday night and obviously SEN and all of us here will be behind the Kings to be crowned NBL 23 champions. And you can get your tickets from Ticketek. Now that we know there's a game five, get in. Get in and get your tickets Wednesday night, midweek. Uh, we've never had anything like it. It's going to be huge. Now, yes, moments from the weekend. Search Optus Business or call their dedicated business team today. Great business starts with yes. Yes, moment from the weekend. Brandy, do you have a yes, yes, yes moment? Oh, you know what, Vossi? Something, something interesting happened over the weekend in, in, these, in the games of footy. I think there was five tries right on the stroke of half-time. The Panthers did. Isaac Tago in the 39th minute. Uh, Michaeli Ravalawa scored in the 39th minute. They went on to win. Um, Hamaso scored a try right on half-time for the Dolphins. Will Kennedy scored a try right on half-time for the Sharkies. And right on half-time was arguably the best try of the round, Ezra Mam. It was in the 40th minute. Kick back on the inside from Corey Oates. It was a great try to get the score to 10 all. So uh, right on the stroke of halftime, some very interesting things happened. Uh, yes, moments for Optus Business, Michelle. What have you got? 
Well, guys, if Hudson Young wasn't on the other end of it, it would have been the uh, Felice Kifuki tackling the Dolphins Raiders. But I'm going that passage of play which resulted in Will Kennedy's hat-trick. So the Gutho, he threw the intercept. Mulatale was off and running. Um, but Kennedy beating three defenders in the room there, that was just a sensational try for the Sharkies. Good stuff. And I'll throw one in from Super Rugby. Fijian Drua, celebrations across Fiji, beating the Crusaders. 25-24, uh, that is a, a yes moment for Optus. And you're welcomed at any time fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals. Get the next hour off, Michelle, so we'll talk tomorrow. Have a good afternoon, guys. See you, Michelle. Seven minutes to eight. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.